Good evening and welcome to another edition of Rev. My name is Lori Enright and we are so excited that you've joined us for the next 30 minutes. At any time, if you have any questions you'd like for us to answer, send us a quick email to rev, R-E-V, at eaglecountryonline.com. Special thanks to Mark Kreimer and our friends at Kreimer's Beer House for making the show possible. Visit the Beer House for lunch or dinner seven days a week on State Route 128 in Cleves. Hey, it's David Vaughn coming to you again on a Sunday night, 7 o'clock, Rev. It is such an honor to be able to speak into your home, your car right now. Weather is out on the deck. I don't know where you're at listening to Rev. It's so exciting, though. Summer is finally in Cincinnati. Praise God. Amen. I mean, I'm, Amen. I'm done with winter. <laughs> yeah. I was even complaining to Jesus, and that, that's hard for me to do. But. Anyway, we're glad to come at you this Sunday night from the Eagles Nest. I have a special guest with Lori and I. Her name is Anita Reidner, and Anita is pretty much, to me, the smartest person in the room when it comes to student ministry. She serves at our church, and so welcome, Anita. Hi. Uh, to Rev. Good to be Tell here. Tell us a little bit before we start. I want to ask you a few questions about students. Many of us listening in Eagle Country land uh, have students, middle school, high school. We're not sure what to do with them. They're not sure probably what to do with us, <laughs> parents or grandparents. Before we explore that, though, I'd like you to share a little bit about your story, how God intervened in your story. Share a little bit about a little, little bit about your past, but then uh, how long have you been on staff at our church? I will be on staff at Whitewater in September, eight years. Started out part-time. I know, it went really fast. Started out September 2010 part-time with just middle school. And by January, you were asking me to leave my (laughs) full-time corporate job and take on high school. I remember sitting in my office talking about that. I have not regretted that ask. Oh, thank you. You You remember I said to you, are you sure? Are you sure? (laughs) A lot of people ask me that. Are you sure? Do you know who you're talking to? That's what I asked you. (laughs) I know. I I did. And I still do. Uh, So tell us a little bit. Give it, tell us a little about uh, your journey. I think it's so powerful because it helps uh, people uh, maybe understand the, the backstory, the context about why you're so passionate about what you do. Yeah, so um, I was one of those people in the church who did not grow up in church. I had really no faith background, and I grew up in Price Hill, so I say I'm a real Price Hill girl. So anyone that knows Price Hill knows what I mean. And so in Price Hill, I was your your typical teenage Price Hill girl, went to West High, um, hit all the road bumps like a lot of our teenagers are doing right now, and had a closet full of skeletons because of those road bumps. And I think that's where a lot of it comes from, my passion, is that I know how easy it is as a young person to think that you got life figured out, but you don't know what comes after that decision. And so, uh, yeah, so... I discovered Jesus, or actually, he found me in 1989, and I was a wreck. I was a mess, hot mess, actually. And uh, he pursued me, and I found a second chance. And over time, he restored in me an identity and a dignity that I didn't feel worthy of. And um, this made me a little bit emotional, but he, he moved me into the purpose I was meant to have, not what the world had claimed for me and I thought I deserved, mm-hmm. but he gave me the one I didn't think I deserved. And so I uh, came to Whitewater about a few years mm-hmm. before I came on staff, and I haven't regretted any of it. I've been amazed and moved. And one thing I always say is God never wastes a dirt or hurt, and I'm a testimony of that. 
So. He specializes in taking that dirt and making something holy. In fact, everybody in our church probably has a reputation of some kind. Mm. Uh, you know, even those of us like me who maybe grew up in church, no, there's nobody perfect, no perfect people allowed. So if you're listening out there and you think, wow, if you knew me, you'd never take me at church. Not only will we take you, we might hire you. Live and prove I even got keys to the church. (laughs) We'll even give you a key and a security code. It's crazy, yeah. Some budget money. I mean, that's crazy. So you're never so far gone. In fact, that 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 history that you have, that misery may wind up being your future ministry. Uh, Because I see you ministering out of the overflow of your heart today, but out of the backflow of the of of the past Mm -hmm. for you. And um, I know your story and I know your journey and I'm proud of you because a lot of people would have gone the other way. It would have been uh, the easy thing would have been to give up Um, because I'm not going to say that when I accepted Christ, everything got easy. It didn't. You know, life still happens, but you learn his faithfulness and you learn you can trust him even when you're getting the bumps. So, um, no, I wouldn't change anything. And I've had so much fun being a Christian. You know, when I was young and mm-hmm. doing the party scene, I thought that was fun. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of fun that it's fun at the moment, but you want to cross to the other side of the street the next day. Boy, this is kind of fun I want to sit around and talk about all the time. Yeah. So. Yeah, the devil provides fun. I, you know, sin is pleasurable for a season. I mean, if if it wasn't fun, that's that we wouldn't have so much trouble with it, you know. Uh, but the payday is hell. Yes. Uh, it's not heavenly, and so I think what keeps a lot of people out of church is the idea that maybe they can never be forgiven. I would Don't say you think yes, that? Yeah. yes, because the devil likes to remind you of your past mm. and. Uh, Boy, no one can be harder on yourself than yourself. Because hmm. no, no, you know, those songs take you there. People take you there. And so, yeah, hmm. you can keep yourself right there. But God has something so much greater for you. And, man, his, when he writes a story, it's like something you just kind of giggle and chuckle out. Because who would have seen it? I would have never thought in a million years back when I was a teenager that I would be doing what I was doing, what I'm doing Can't now. Can't make it up. Can't make it up. Can't make that stuff up. No. No. I can ag- agree with that. Um, I'm still working out some of my own kinks, so it's a getting better every day. But obviously, like everybody else in the room, not perfect. Um, but I'm in the same situation. I, when I was younger, I didn't grow up in a Christian household. Never went to church. Just was so something so foreign to me. And I still think like when I get upset if I have to miss church, whether it's like for vacation, if I'm on vacation, I don't get to go or work or something. And I'm like, who is this person? Right. So it is awesome to see a little bit of growth each day. Yeah, for sure. And it is a journey. And that's what you see over time. You learn more and more about who Jesus is and who he says you are. And, and you learn and, and you discover his mercies every day. And so that grows you. So it's not something that it can happen overnight, mm. but most of the time it doesn't. It's staying the course. Mm. And like you're saying, missing church. You know, that's a lifeline, especially for people like you and I, Lori, mm-hmm. that live by a different lifeline at once. Yep. To have that and breathe that in, uh, it's something we know we got to have all the time. Or I say, I, I knew that I had crossed the bridge when I stopped asking David if he was preaching on Sunday. <laughs> right. That's how we know. Right. Right. That's right. how we know. You know, we had a guest, uh, one of my buddies in, Tyler McKenzie, last Sunday. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, I can guarantee you if you visit Whitewater, get on our webpage. You can kind of plan your visit, hit that tab, and 
you can get an idea of all the communicators we have. What we try to tell people, it doesn't matter who's leading singing, who's preaching, Jesus will be there. And that's the guy you want to hear from the most. And it's really about him. Yes. But I, I'm just telling you, he beats people up, makes them feel guilty. And the guy that sponsors this show, Mark Crimer, I'm just telling you, it's growing so fast, come so far, didn't happen overnight. But uh, when when he came, people were like, wow, that Mark Crimer is here? Mm-hmm. And so if you come, you kind of look around and say, I, man, if they take that dude, they could take me. <laughs> you know, uh, and you'll see somebody you know. And I just think if you study the life of Christ, he always had these famous people around him, but he had these infamous people around him too. Like that dude right there is following Jesus. And if he can do it, maybe I can do it. And so your story can be redeemed by his story. But the devil will try to keep you out. Uh, we believe there's a real devil. Uh, maybe some of you listen to Eagle Country, you know, you don't believe that. But I guarantee you, there's somebody that's fighting against you. There's somebody that's fighting for you. You may not even know his name, but his name's Jesus. Mm-hmm. God's for you. Uh, the devil is not. And you may not call him by that, but there's something or someone who's after you. And the sooner you figure out in life you have an enemy, mm-hmm. And it, the battle is real. And there's a word for people who don't think they're in a spiritual battle. Victims. <laughs> right? Uh, so decide this is a battle. So there's a battle going on for your life. And then there's a battle going on, I think, for our kids. Yes. So and you talk to me a little bit about students. Because I, I think it might be harder than ever. I don't know if that's an accurate statement. Is it or not? You think it's harder today with all the going on in society, temptation-wise, force-wise, to be in middle school, high school today than before? What do you think? Absolutely. I think it's much harder today than what it was even a few years ago. Um, If we look at the generation that we're raising now and look at the culture that they have grown up in, they've never known a time of peace um, they're after 9-11. There's been terrorism ever since then. Um, they've got a hook up in their pocket mm-hmm. to disaster, to destruction, to hopelessness mm-hmm. 24-7. Um, so absolutely, I think it's the hardest time ever to grow up. Um, they have, they're drawn toward trying to be perfect, which none of us can be. And a lot of times organizations and systems are trying to move them that way. So anxiety is high off the charts. I have never seen um, a culture of students so tired hmm. as the ones that we're trying to minister to trying now. trying to be like perfect students. Trying to be perfect students, yeah. perfect athletes, perfect yeah. peers, yeah. perfect yeah. everything. Um, yeah. Unintentionally, people kind of plant that in them, that you can be anything you want to be. So they're trying to pursue that. They're trying to be perfect in academics, even though it may not be their sweet spot. Mm -hmm. And yet they stay up all night long trying to hang over these books to achieve something that maybe is not their wiring. Mm. So and the influences, the drug scene, racism. Um, Mm. You know, we look back in the 60s and there was racism then. But look at it now. This is the world they're growing up in. Mm. And so I think it's harder than it's ever been. Talk to me a little bit about uh, the effects of uh, sexual abuse sexual promiscuity you think that's still a prevalent thing is that just people who breathe and are humans in general or do you think that this uh, sexualized society because of technology and porn accessibility 
um, hooking up with people a lot easier than they used to be, having friends with benefits. You think all this is is greater, uh, or is our kids processing that in our in our area? Um, I think it's greater because it's easier accessed. Yeah. Um, I think it's also greater because there was a time when there was a clear right and wrong. Mm. And and it's all real gray right now. And so, you know, we see we have a culture that identifies in so many different ways, sexuality, and whichever way you identify is okay. So that's confusing to mm. a young person mm. growing up. Mm. So I think it's harder because there's no right and wrong and everything is okay. And it's so accessible. I also think that it keeps coming on on stronger because they're desensitized to some of it. Hmm. So media, uh, everything that look at the video games, it's not mm. it's not Pac-Man anymore people. Right. I mean, this is some crazy stuff going on there and it gets more realistic every day. Why is that? Because they become more and more desensitized to what they saw before, so they they increase the uh the how real it is to draw them in. So, I think it's all of it. I think sexual temptation has always been there. Um, promiscuity has probably always been an issue, but definitely it's increased over the years because I think the greater thing here too is a lack of value for self. Hmm. And so a self-awareness that they matter and that who they are now, that's who they carry into the future because they live for the moment. And so I think it's a lack of value. It's all kinds of reasons, but I would say today it's probably worse than ever because there's not that moment in your heart where you go, oh, wait. That's wrong. That feels wrong. The conscience has been kind of numbed and yeah. seared to some things. So Yeah, I would say the cell phone has revolutionized life mm-hmm. both positively and negatively. Uh, 100%. I was reading something the other day, and they call them screenagers. Screenagers. Oh. How about screenagers. that? Screenagers. Well, how it true is true. It is. If you kind of go to even to a restaurant and become a student of people, watch how many people are talking to each other. Or looking at their cell phone or walking down the street running into stuff and uh, probably texting and driving and all kinds of stuff. We won't talk about that with pastors. But anyway, uh, I I do think it's hard. I've noticed this from society shifts. It seems to me that um, first society is shocked by something. Then they laugh at it. This is the progression on the continuum. And then they accept it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they celebrate it. Mm-hmm. And so what you've seen in our world is the progression of those kind of things. And those are challenges that you and, and, and all of our student ministry, what else do you see there as a leader that our, that our folks at Whitewater help uh, assess, deal with, uh, try to address that you see coming out of middle school and high school students? Um, one of the biggest things that we see, well, we see a couple things. Um, doubts. Hmm. You know, they have a lot of questions and doubts. So a leader can help them work through the doubts. We hmm. we kind of uh, welcome that because if they're there, yeah. it's an opportunity to walk with them and talk them through it because the truth is n- be known at some time or another, we're all going to have some kind of spiritual doubt. Absolutely. And we so like questions. We like questions. We yeah. like that they feel safe enough to say, well, I'm just not even sure about this. So doubt is one of the things that we're working through. And then remember, they're in a culture that being a Christian or going to church isn't the most popular 
your thing anymore. So um, the other thing is anxiety and stress that they're feeling so a leader can walk along with them and help them through that. We see a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress in young people. So these they come in weekly and they learn biblical principles, who Jesus is, their purpose. But they also have a leader who sits with them weekly and uh, can help talk them through life. And what's so so awesome about student ministry is oftentimes that leader is the parent's voice speaking into them when the parent's not cool to listen to anymore. They're saying the same kind of guiding principles that a parent would want to be said to their student, but it's coming from a cooler package. So leaders sit there and they they have relationship with them Mm -hmm. and they guide them along. And some of our relationships with our students are so strong that when they walk through the door, just by their body language, we can hear what they're saying and they haven't said a word Mm. Mm -hmm. so being observational Mm -hmm. critical describe for us what happens if somebody out here in eagle country wants to visit our church they have a middle school high school student talk to me a little bit about our programming on sunday morning and some of the other things that that they could get involved with uh, even as we head into summer uh, to describe what that looks like on a sunday maybe um, on a Sunday morning, a middle school, we have 6th through 12th grade students. They'll gather what we call the Union. That's our gathering place. That's our big worship center. Great name. Lots of eye candy in there. There's ping pong tables, foosballs. There's there's some really cool stuff in there. I'm afraid the adults will see that. They won't come listen to this boring, bald head. Well, we've had to kick a few out, David. Yeah, so. I know that. <laughs> Thanks, for sharing. Thanks for sharing. And that was just my family. Yeah. So uh, they'll come. They'll check in by friendly people helping them check in they'll be they'll walk through the door they'll see all the eye candy fun stuff to do we call that FaceTime where they can hang out leaders greet them uh, we have a thing called the hub and so they can go over and get free soft drinks and snacks for the morning so programming starts at about 11 15 we'll typically have worship or an upfront crazy game that students love mm-hmm. we have a message we call main session a lot of times you hear in church the preaching mm-hmm. uh, we call it main session it's free for teens to hear at main session, but they'll get a message that's on their level, and so they'll hear the teaching, and then uh, they'll break out into small groups. So our middle school break off into gender groups. So girls go with girls, oh, boy yeah. would go with boys, and by they age, share a little bit more freer. Or there's not as much. Well, they're uh, not and, distracted. Yeah, and yes, they do share a whole lot freer. I could see that. Yeah, and yeah, they have, I would have I would have been distracted not knowing yes. sixth grade. You might to eighth be distracting you, ladies. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Uh, So they have the same leader, typically have the same leader every week who does life with them. And so they'll take that lesson and they'll walk through it and see how that applies to their life. Starting in June, we're going to offer something for high school that's a little bit different. High school will come into the union and do the front end time, the fun time, worship time. But then they're going to have their own place to gather for their own lesson, for their own crowd hanging where high school's just hanging out with high school. And it just be more cool and chill for mm-hmm. them but it's all about relationship mm-hmm. one of our our biggest goal there is to make every student feel seen feel welcomed and to be seen and to find hope so that's what sunday morning is is to find hope and to and to present an opportunity where they can collide with jesus where they want a little bit more mm-hmm. then when they shift into small groups um that is called the the conforming part that's where they start to find out more about who jesus is who he wants them to be what he asks of them and so that's done in those smaller groups from middle school but in the fall we'll th- we're going to start something called house groups for high school and they'll gather in and house groups with the leaders and they'll dig in deep to uh 
conform to be more like who Jesus wants them to be. So that would happen year round where there's an opportunity yeah. to collide, hear a message and then an opportunity to grow in him. Then we have events. We have CIY coming up for high school where we yeah, go to a college. CIY, Christ, Christ in, in Youth. youth. Yep. It's for high school. We go away for a week on a college campus, and it's yeah. a great time. Fun stuff that we do throughout the year, activities. Yeah. And um, and then we'll have uh, Young Adults is young coming up. We're going to yeah. have things Talk for Young Adults. You know, so we've got yeah. an emerging kind of ministry for Young Adults. Yeah, uh, when we graduate seniors, we want a place for them to go. And so we have um, an opportunity starting up for them in June. It's a young adult ministry. We're still working out what that name is actually going to be called. Young adults come in many shapes and forms. But these are mainly um, young people who are college age that haven't really moved into Marion with kids. And so they'll meet monthly at Kramer's Beer House. Yeah, man, uh, he's going to host them. Yeah. yeah, and so they'll hang out there. Maybe but they have we'll a have really to go cool... join. Yeah, join up. <laughs> um, food will be great. We know that. Uh, Connor Doyle is leading that up. And right now I just left him, and he's planning an awesome conference for them in Atlanta, Georgia in January, the Passion nice. Conference. Oh, I love that. That's yeah, going to be awesome. Nice. Yeah. So we've got some cool things coming So we're up. doing some mission trips this summer with our students. Talk to us a little bit about that. One of the things we feel strong about is that students need to be empowered, and we uh, look for opportunities to engage them in being leaders of the church so that they can lead in the culture. And one of the ways we do that is by moving them out to converge into the world. And we have two mission trips coming up in July. One is to Monterey, Mexico. We're sending a group of 12 there to the orphanages in in Monterey. And then at the end of July, we have one going to Ireland, 10 students well, 10 people, eight students will go to Ireland, Ireland. to minister to uh, the Irish people there. Wow. That's exciting. Very I don't know exciting. If we've been over to Europe we, with one of our missions. This is our though. first time. That was yeah. inspiration from CIY. They yeah. heard the plight of the Irish culture. And yeah. whenever they look at me and say, let's go. I know that God has moved something on their heart, and I try to find a way yeah. to make it happen. So our church has been generous and, ma- and has yeah. provided and, mm-hmm. man, great jo- donations to make those dreams come yeah. alive. I think adults want to cheer on the next generation. You know, I kind of look at it like, you know, our, our ceiling can be their floor yes. to move on up. And so we want to, uh, they're the church of today, not just tomorrow. And so I think our church has been really good at helping to resource with uh, great space, great people. Uh, obviously, if you love working with students in need, is always praying for God to send some other talented people to share. And it's not like they have to have a Bible college degree, right, to help. Yeah, a lot of people think that's they think they got to look a certain way. If right. if everyone could see me, I clearly don't fit yeah. the look of the yeah. typical youth director yeah. or pastor. Um, it's not about the look. It's not about what you know. It's just about that you care. So if you're willing to show up and care for some young people, they will be your fan, and you will mean everything yeah. to them. And don't you think I, I'm hearing, I mean, the studies have shown that Young people want a mentor uh, mm-hmm. kind of person. They want a, maybe even an older generation person to share. They're not averse to that. Oh, but, no. Uh, they they actually, one of the greatest small groups we had happened last year, and it was people over 50, early 60s that led it. And when my students came out the first night, they're like, I know they care. 
I know when they say they're praying for me, they are. It meant everything to me in the relationships both ways. Mm-hmm. So then these, these people that were leading the group said, I didn't think I could be used. I can't wait to get back here. And uh, so it was really powerful what happened. You got to look, the family has broke down a lot over mm-hmm. the years. So yeah. grandparents are displaced. Dad's missing sometimes. Sometimes mom's missing. The drug mm-hmm. scene has just put a whole different level of hurts on young people. So anytime a grandparent figure can step in or a mom figure, dad figure, that is oftentimes a piece that's missing in their life. That's why they're craving it so much. Yeah. And we draw from, I don't know, four or five different school systems. So so in Eagle country, there's a lot of schools Mm -hmm. and multiple school systems. So we're not just Based yeah. out of Indiana or Ohio, I mean, we have lots of school systems, right? I meet a couple of my girls down here at the Lawrenceburg Dunkin' Donuts before they go to oh, Lawrenceburg High School man. just to have coffee with them. They do so, have coffee. They have they other do. things there, but it's I don't... Not, we don't I talk don't about that. talk about that <laughs> anymore. I used nope. to, but the coffee, yeah. Yeah. So we have good connections. We have teachers in some of these schools that are members of Whitewater. Principals. I mean, we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll be shocked to find when you visit at Whitewater what it is that we have who are connected to the community in which you're listening, but in which you live. Uh, and again, on the website, there's all kind of stuff. You can check out the student ministry portion of that. Uh, so these upcoming events, these young adult events, middle school, high school events, you can check all that out. Um, and you, there's a way for you to email us, uh, not only, and what's our, what you can email us at church with Anita mm-hmm. and, and, and David, but what's the Eagle country, how to get in touch us here, Lori, again, rev, R E V at Eagle country com, And you all have your own Facebook page too, right? Yes. That we people do. can Why engage with us on Facebook. Yep. Yeah. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I even follow that too. So even though I don't have, I'm not a student, and I don't have students, it's still cool to keep up with and see what's going on, and and to see on on that page or on the website when you look at some of those videos, you really can see like the passion and how excited they are. And I always think, gosh, I like I know God gives us a plan for our life, so I don't wonder why I wasn't introduced to Christianity sooner. But I just, you makes you wonder like if that was what I was doing in high school, what would my life be Hmm. right now? So I think if you're a parent and you have an opportunity to get your kids with some, you know, healthy people, teaching them good things, um, that it's just going to make them better people from like right now. It's so much better, you know, than what I had. And for those of you who grew up in small church, you, you, the, one of the advantages, some disadvantages of a church our size too, but uh, by and large, the advantages are great because you, you're not alone. You won't be the mm-hmm. only kid there. You know, in high school, you say, well, let me, let me ask who's going before I say if I'm going. But you'll always have a good uh, critical mass of people who you can hang out with who are probably very similar to you in how they act, think. And it's a little crazy. Uh, maybe uh, if you could carry, say, with us for one more program, Anita, I'd like to talk a little bit about how parents can do a better job yeah. with their middle school, high school. Because what we try to do is serve as partners, full partners Absolutely. Uh, with God in raising that. Because I think there are some challenges. Maybe you should give some uh, uh, frontline advice on how to interface. And I think that parents will often come to us 
and say, I can't do anything with my kid. Here, you take them. <laughs> you know? that's, yeah. And that's, I, that's a challenge. Well, or it? even worse, they're letting their children make the decisions. Uh-huh. And so they're not giving them the push that maybe some of us in the past would have pushed mm-hmm. them toward faith. Right. You know, those kids didn't like the peas in the beginning, but you made yeah. them eat them right. because it was good for them. Yeah. And yeah. so. Brushing your teeth. Yeah, yeah. all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah, they, they, later on you find out it's good for you. and uh, mm-hmm. But it is a wonderful ministry that's going on. So any of you all that are looking, again, who have that age demo, love to have you. If you're looking to make a difference in the lives of kids for this generation and the next, you're going to be leading our church, leading our communities, leading our school. I'm shocked at how young teachers, uh, we're, we help partner, you know, with mm-hmm. the school li- lately. And I looked at... We provide snacks for the students in the lounge, and these teachers are walking in. The principal walked in, and I said, well, they look like students. I must be getting old. I mean, they're like young. I don't remember my teacher principal looking that way. Well, that's you because know? you were a dorky middle schooler and didn't know. They were just so. a teacher. Evidently <laughs> so. You know, Not that I was ever in the principal's office in any way. None of us. But, uh, no, none of us. But maybe next time we could talk about that because I think there's still more here uh, that we could do, uh, but if you're out here in Eagle Country, man, we would love to have you come and check us out, and especially, especially if you have kids uh, in uh, this age that are kind of maybe looking for their purpose, mm-hmm. for some focus, for some direction, for some affirmation. That'd be good. Anita, would you mind closing this show out with prayer? Sometimes we do that with our guests. That would be awesome. Love to. Yeah. God, you are amazing, and um, I just thank you on a personal level that you looked further than what I saw in myself and, and plucked me out for, for a time like this. God, I thank you for every opportunity that you have provided. Lord, for every parent that is out there that is struggling and looking for answers for what to do with their young people, God, I pray that they hear something hopeful in this. And I pray that they would have the courage to take the next step to move their kids closer to you. Father, I pray for young people out there. It is not easy. And, uh, Lord, they need hope. So I pray, Lord, that you would watch over them, watch over our schools, protect them, give them uh, wisdom on how to lead the young people. But, God, we just most of all want to thank you for your son, Jesus, and all that he has done for all of our lives. Thank you for Eagle Country, who cares enough to care to let us have the air. And I just thank you so much for your son. And it's in his precious name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, we'll see you next time on Rev. I'm David on behalf of Lori and Anita. God bless you. We'll see you next week, seven o'clock on Rev. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Rev. David and I pray that this show has revved up your life, your faith, and your work week. Find out more about Sunday service times, youth programs, and how to plan your visit to Whitewater Crossing at whitewatercrossing.org and click on the New Here tab. Our show is blessed by Crimer's Beer House on State Route 128 in Cleves. I'm Lori Enright. Please join us next Sunday at 7 p.m. for Rev with Pastor David Vaughn, only on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3.